Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Gives You Hate podcast, episode 39. We'd love to welcome you back into the hater sphere. I'm Ross Lipschultz, and alongside me is Jihan Batuin, repping the West Coast haters. How you doing, Jihan? I'm doing pretty good, especially because I get uh, two extra hours a day. I know, that's pretty much how science works. Goddamn time zones ruining things for everyone. Yeah, our life was a lot easier when we were both in the Midwest, which uh, you don't hear very often from anyone ever. No, you don't, and uh, hopefully one day we'll reunite in a time zone that's uh, workable for everyone. You mean you're going to move back to the West Coast? Uh, Listen, I didn't say any of that. Those are your words. I don't, and you're not my puppet. Episode 39, Hating on the Midwest. Uh, It's... I feel like we've had a lot of those episodes. That's not exactly a episode 39 specific topic. Well, um, speaking of the wrong time zone, I know we want to get into Hater of the Week. You sent this one to me the second it, it hit the news. Um, so tell me all about this very personal Hater of the Week of yours. Yeah, we got to go all the way to the East Coast now, uh, the worst time zone, and yes. uh, talk about my old high school, Randolph High School in Randolph, New Jersey. Oh, the fighting hens. It's the Rams. Eh, I've heard it both ways. Okay. Yeah, so when I was in high school there, I got to say it was a pretty pretty boring town, pretty boring high school. A lot of kids would just be like me and be nerdy and play video games. Other kids smoked a lot of weed, drank a lot of beer. And this story features not a lot of beer. In fact, it's just one can of beer. But it was discovered at a football game at Randolph High School. And when it was found, the school flipped their shit. And that's not an exaggeration, because the school immediately shut everything down, took 75 students who were in the bleachers to classrooms, contacted their parents, and here's the kicker, every student had to give a blood and urine sample to be tested for alcohol. Ew, what? Why? These are like 14 to 18 year old kids who had to give blood and piss because the school found one can of beer. That's insane. That's like... If, that's like if you went to a grocery store and, so, and a child touched a can of beer, you'd have to immediately throw them in jail. The bonkers thing is that they took these kids to get their blood and piss tested and only gave the parents two hours of notice to meet them at the place where they're doing the testing. Like, a lot of these kids are not 18. They're, they're minors, and they had their blood and urine taken. That's kind of fucked up. That's unbelievable. And... I think in the story you sent me, it says that if a student tested positive for alcohol, the parents had to pay for the test, while negative tests were covered by the Board of Education. Taxpayer so, dollars, hard at work. Yeah, so exactly. They're, you're throwing that money away on a failed test. And I guarantee if maybe one of those kids came positive, there are other 74 getting paid by the Board of Education. Yeah, the crazy thing is that this, the article I sent you says that fewer than five students tested positive for alcohol, which, first of all, why not just say three or four? But that's, of the 75 kids they took, less than five of them tested positive. Which leads me to wonder, were there other cans of beer that they didn't find? Or did four kids just pass around one can of beer? In which case, what's the problem? Yeah, in that case, the hater of the week is the kids for only bringing one can of beer to a football game. Yeah, somebody fucked up when they tried to raid their parents' liquor cabinet. Well, the big fuck-up is this: the superintendent who sent a follow-up letter to all the parents and kids who were inconvenienced by uh, having to go to the emergency room for the screenings as she defended her decision by saying that teenage drug and alcohol abuse is a national epidemic and Randolph is certainly not exempt from the problem. It's well, a, I'll agree with that. Well, that's true, except that's like saying if someone uses a gun at a firing range and shoots a target and then someone says... You can't shoot a gun anymore because gun violence is a national epidemic. 
They weren't abusing alcohol. It's impossible to abuse one can of alcohol. Yeah. Well, she also said in that follow-up letter, I'm hopeful that Friday's events will serve as an important learning experience for all of us. But really, I think the only people that need to learn anything is the superintendent and the board of education. Yeah, exactly. How about just understanding that what that can of alcohol could have been there for, or that can of beer could have been there for weeks. It could have been there for one day. It could have been from an adult that was there. The fact that they, they went through all this trouble is just absurd. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fuss for, I mean, not to say it's okay for these kids to be drinking, especially on school grounds, but it's like, it's a little thing. It's not great, but it happened. There's no need to go overboard like this. Exactly. And staying on the worst coast, going from someone clearly doing too much in that superintendent to uh, someone encouraging people to do not nearly enough. A Pizza Hut in Jacksonville, Florida, was caught trying to limit workers' evacuations ahead of Hurricane Irma. Um, Now, you might be wondering, how could you stop people from evacuating? Good question, because this Jacksonville store decided to put up strict rules for employees scheduling work, saying that you can only evacuate 24 hours before the storm to not be scheduled. You cannot evacuate Friday for a Tuesday storm event. Failure to show for these shifts, regardless of reason, will be considered a no-call. A no-show and documentation will be issued. Um, Jesus. Exactly. Did this dude evacuate or did he obey the rules? Well, considering he left this as a thumbtacked letter on a bulletin board in his store, as opposed to delivering it directly to his employees, I'm going to guess he rushed Limbaugh his way out of Florida. What a bitch ass. Exactly. And what's wild is that the note also says that in the event of an evacuation, workers have 72 hours to return. So if they evacuated on Tuesday, they have to be back by Friday, even if the storm is still happening. Holy shit. Yeah. And like this guy's trying to, you know, say that this is like, you know, it's it's company policy, that kind of thing. And of course, Pizza Hut, not surprisingly, responded to, you know, media, media inquiries by saying that this is one, not policy, not part of the chain's guidelines, and that the one manager at the store is going to be in serious trouble for this and that they've addressed the situation with the manager. But Jesus Christ, this note is super awful. Like, I I don't understand how people can, you know, there's tons of obviously horrible tragedies going on in Houston and in Florida, and we wish the best to everyone down there. You know, we did the Hurricane Harvey thing last, last episode, Hurricane Irma this time. You know, people should be encouraged to help and encouraged to evacuate as soon as possible. If they know the storm's not coming until Tuesday, should get the fuck out of there well beforehand like that doesn't make any sense yeah i hope this dude's house got taken out by irma which i don't wish on anyone except this pizza hut manager exactly and maybe if it's pizza hut as well so there's nothing to come back to well then those people are definitely out of a job well yeah but they might get some sort of recompensation as opposed to this guy saying it's a no-show you're gonna get documented yeah but yeah it this it's a terrible thing. We wish the best to all the folk, all the people in Florida, in Houston, as they recover from this storm, these storms. But let us know on Twitter whose hater was worse, either this Pizza Hut manager or Jihan School. I think you might win the personal vote on this one. Yeah, go Rams. Go Rams. Which, speaking of uh, people that are terrible, terrible haters. Let's go to our Hall of Fame for another story from Martin Shkreli, local douchebag. He somehow, despite how much trouble he gets into for being a douche, finds more trouble to get into for being a douche. Well, what's he up to this week? So uh, we talked about his legal problems uh, recently, but now the Justice Department is filing a motion to revoke his bail after he made a threat on Facebook. Well, he says it was a prank, but... 
what he said was on Hillary Clinton's book tour, try to grab her hair and I will pay $5,000 per hair obtained from Hillary Clinton, which means her hair is probably the most valuable hair in the world now. But the Department of Justice considered that a threat. The Secret Service had to add more staff to Hillary Clinton's book tour, which costs a lot of taxpayer dollars. And now the Department of Justice is going after Shkreli for making this threat. Seems like a good use of everyone's time and money, especially because this guy who's just telling a bunch of lunatics to go touch someone's hair. Imagine if that had been about someone else. Just like, hey, go touch Donald Trump's hair. You know how much fucking problem Martin Shkreli would be in if he had said something like that? Yeah, the Department of Justice would be doing more than revoking his bail. No, they'd be throwing him. They'd reopen Guantanamo and throw him in it. Guantanamo's still open. I I know that was a reference to the fact that Obama tried to didn't close. Uh, Ooh, that's that's a deep political cut. You know, sometimes you get I get into it. I get really frustrated when people you know don't close prisons. Man, well they should just build a prison for Martin Shkreli, one they man really prison. They really should, because he'd just keep doing shit to fuck up even while he's in prison. It's not like prison prevents him from being an idiot. Yeah. Well, he's literally well not literally well a little bit a piece of shit. So not totally surprising that that's a real real problem for him no but on the plus side he also tried to diffuse the situation by saying it was just a prank bro followed by an expletive filled rant against the government and daring the government to quote come at me with you hardest because i haven't seen anything impressive yet so hopefully losing his chance for getting out on bail will be uh impressive enough to satisfy shkreli and you know what's weird is this kind of reminds me of something else that i saw come across the news this week with that because like a YouTube gamer or famous gamer PewDiePie. Oh, PewDiePie. Yeah, and he on one of his live streams got caught using the N word. Yeah, he and shouted the N word. He sh- he shouted. Yeah, I I downplay that. He he used it very loudly and as an insult to, towards someone who he's playing against. Who I think shot him in the game. I don't. I only yeah, watched like he a basically quick... he used the worst word you can use because he got shot in a video game. Exactly. And he, like, tried to backpedal uh, of it. He's like, oh, gosh, you know, I clearly I didn't mean it like that. I just, you know, said it, uh, it was the heat of the moment. No, it's, you can't use the heat of the moment and just use that as defense when you say, you know, such horrible things. I don't, I've played tons of video games. I've been in tons of high-stress situations. I might yell the F word, but I certainly don't yell racial epithets at random people just when I get frustrated. Like, that's not how things work. And I don't know. Of, I've seen you get mad and call someone a cracker. Well, yes, but that was you, so that's different. Fair um, enough. Yeah, but no, it, it kind of reminds me of what Martin Shkreli's doing. He's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. It was just a prank. Like, don't don't take it too seriously. I guarantee had he gotten a different reaction, he would. there'd be no apology. He wouldn't apologize for it. He'd be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted someone to touch Hillary's hair. So yeah. apologizing so far after and trying to backpedal off these positions, it's just you can do it now. You can say one thing and then two days later just backpedal off it. And, you know, it leads to people like PewDiePie being an open racist, even though he's been cataloged as a racist before and getting to backpedal off it and people just kind of forgetting about it. I guess the fact that they're both using it means that we're going to have to start calling this the douchebag defense. That's true. The douchebag defense. Uh, that would be a good name for their like if they had their own gaming team. Uh, I don't know if they allow gaming in prison, but one of them will be playing from that IP address. Um, well, speaking of literal bags of shit, let's go all the way to an 140-ton Fatberg, which is actually just a compilation of shit in Britain. 
Yeah, British engineers have launched what they're calling a sewer war, which goes to show you how boring their job is, against a giant blob clogging London's sewers. Uh, this fatberg, as they're also calling it, is 275 yards long and weighs about 143 tons. It consists of, in case this isn't gross enough for you already, wet wipes, diapers, fat, oil, and shit, among other things. The, the crazy thing is that it's almost three football fields long and weighs about as much as one job of the hut. Like, it is absurd how big the, how big this thing is. And I, I, you, in order to break it up, they have to, it's like breaking up concrete. It's that congealed together. This is, I, I, like, thinking about it makes me want to vomit a little bit. Yeah, like, you can't take this out with a pickaxe. It's that clustered up. And, I mean, this is going to be stuck there for, it sounds like, for years. It doesn't seem like there's any way to uh, get it out. I mean, there's an image of it on online, and it literally just looks like it's part of the wall that of this sewer. Like, there was never water meant to be here. It's just fucking disgusting. Yeah. Water officials who are trying to deal with this say it's going to take about three to four weeks to dissolve it. And they're doing that by shooting high-powered jet hoses at it to break little chunks of it off for workers to then pick up and dispose separately. I think a better punishment for Martin Shkreli would be that he has to cl- break up this blob. Yeah, by himself, forever. Yeah. Shit on shit crime, you know? Eye for yeah. an eye. But sadly, he's not going to Britain, so that they are luckily stuck with this fatberg of just disgusting stuff. I can't even think of a way to make this worse. I mean, I guess if it was just, like, straight feces? Well, there actually would be a way to make it worse, but... There's a couple of turds that won't be joining this fatberg because a woman on a Tinder date tried to dispose of poop by throwing it out the window because it wouldn't flush. Ah, yes. Gotta love when people think when they don't want to be embarrassed for pooping at someone's house, they think, oh, yeah, let's uh, open the window and throw it with my hand out. Yeah. I mean, yes, she tried to wrap it in toilet paper, but it's it's wet shit. You're still touching wet shit. And unfortunately, uh, this Tinder date which may go down as the worst in uh, history from, or recorded history, who knows what other shit has happened on that website, no pun intended. Uh, um, so apparently she tried to throw it out the window, but she didn't know that this, there's a space between the window and the actual window uh, of, this guy, of the guy's house she was at, and so it fell into this little gap area and didn't actually go outside, so it was reeking up the entire apartment. Yeah, it was a shit window. Nice. We're, we're yeah. doing good with these poop puns. Well, it's a it's a pretty poop heavy episode. It is. It's the crappier episode. Yeah. Luckily for her, the guy she was on a date with turned out to be a gentleman. I guess you could call it because he tried to retrieve her poo from the window, but then she climbed into the window herself to reach the poop, and got stuck. And the image of her getting stuck is hilarious. She is like upside down between two small panes of glass, hanging what appears to be a foot over a large thing of poop. Uh, yes, her own poop. Her but own poop. Not but not poop much of a consolation. No, poop nonetheless. And she had to be rescued by firefighters who came in and uh, broke out the window so she could get her out. No word if she fell into the poop whence being broken out. Yeah, this is this is crazy. Uh, luckily for her date, she started GoFundMe to raise funds needed for a window replacement. Um, they ended up raising at least $2,000 more than they needed. So the extra money will be split between a charity that brings toilets to the developing world and a firefighter's charity. I think that it's great to see people supporting 
you know, this guy's trying to get his window replaced. It's a sad story for a Tinder date. But le- the real the real thing that I hate about the story is girls should feel okay to poop in front of dudes or fart in front of dudes. We do it in front of you guys all the time. I do it almost exclusively when I'm in front of women. So I don't know. Okay, understand- you, you might have a fetish. Yeah, it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. But nonetheless, I think it's just it's just strange that like this wouldn't be a problem if there wasn't like a yeah, women don't ever go to the bathroom. Like, just, who, who the fuck cares? Yeah, just walk out, tell your date, look, I poop. That's the thing I do. By the way, your toilet's busted. Yeah, maybe come up with a creative way to say it. Say you chunked up a deuce. I don't know. Took the Browns to the Super Bowl. Do something fun with it, but don't be embarrassed. Yeah, and if you just come out and talk about it openly, you can just call a plumber instead of the fire department. Exactly, but there is one plumber you can no longer call. Ooh, did you hear who just lost his job as a plumber? Yeah, probably the most famous plumber of all time. Mario. Mario. Yeah, Super Mario, no longer a plumber thanks to Nintendo's official Japanese website, uh, which now reads, All around sporty, whether it's tennis or baseball, soccer or car racing, Mario does everything cool. As a matter of fact, he seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. Bitch. Okay, first off, I have so many, I have so many problems with that statement. First off... As a matter of fact, implies that being a plumber is a cool profession. Hey, which, nothing wrong with being a plumber. I don't want to encourage the kids of the world to be plumbers. Why? Someone's got to do it. Well, yes, and it should be Martin Shkreli cleaning up my fucking bowels. But, no, I, I think Mario has been legendary. He's been a plumber almost since his very first game, according to Shigeru... I'm sorry, I'm, I'll pronounce this wrong. Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, the guy who created Mario... They asked him about the profession. Eventually, he wa- he originally he was supposed to be a carpenter because the original game with Donkey Kong was on a construction site. And then when they brought in Luigi, they played underground, so they made him fit in the setting, and they decided that he would be a plumber. Just make him be a plumber. No one gives a shit. Louis- no one looks at Luigi and goes, he's a plumber slash ghost hunter, but they know he's a plumber, so just leave it be. They're jack-of-all-trades who primarily are plumbers. Yeah, I don't think you can't make money doing Mario Kart. Look at it. Every time you win in a Mario Kart race, you get a trophy. They don't pay you in cash. This isn't NASCAR. Also, these games involve a lot of jumping in pipes, so why the fuck wouldn't they be plumbers? In fact, wouldn't you rather have them be plumbers, know their way around the pipes, know what they're doing? I wouldn't jump into a fucking pipe. I don't, I'm not a plumber. I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly, and you might run into the Fatberg in Britain. Well, they clearly needed more plumbers before that became an issue. Yeah, I mean, we the only job we know that Mario certainly doesn't have is movie star, because that Super Mario Brothers movie is one of the worst things to ever be on screen. It's fun, but it's uh, oh, it's it's not objectively good at all. Oh, I'm really sorry about that, Jihan. I'd watch it again, though. Yeah, I always wanted to do one of those 0% Rotten Tomatoes marathons. I think I'm pretty sure this movie would be on there, along with a bunch of other shitty movies. Surprisingly, a lot of movies end up finding at least one good review. That's true, uh, but not Gremlins 3 and 4, so get excited for that. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, of other things to be excited about, ba- actually bringing pizza back, coming for our good thing of the week, uh, let's go up north to Canada. Canada seems to have America beat on good things of the week for the last, like, three years. Which is weird because you'd think that if I said, let's go up north for a good thing of the week, you'd probably be like, God, we have to go to Canada? That sounds so disappointing. But actually, this story turned out good for fans of Lady Gaga in Montreal. Oh, weird. Yeah. So recently, she had a concert in Montreal that she had to cancel 
due to having uh, laryngitis and some respiratory issues, which happens. I've definitely seen other concerts that have been canceled because the singer was sick. The singer had, you know, the band had, you know, a family emergency, something like that. Not a big deal. And so instead of just, you know, saying, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, Lady Gaga invited all of her fans out to her hotel in Montreal, uh, sent them down all free pizza to anyone who showed up, and went out on the roof during the event to greet her fans, say hello, and send them autographs. Oh, she wanted uh, to go down and high-five them? Well, you'd think if she's sick, she probably doesn't want to make them all feel even worse. Yeah, probably. I mean, I you know, I, I don't know. I mean, she does call them monsters, so maybe they can't get sick. But, you know, I, I think I think it's a really cool thing of her to do. I think more pe- if you have to apologize, there's no better way to do it than pizza. Yeah, that's probably true. The question is, though, what kind of pizza did she send? Oh, boy. That's a good question. It's hard to please people. It is. Do you go traditional? Do you just go, like, cheese? Because that's usually will work with almost everybody. Or do you try to have a little bit more fun? Go pepperoni, get a little veggies on there? Or are you a shitty person and put pineapple on your pizza? Well, hopefully she just ordered five of every kind. She does have the money to do that. And in Montreal, I'm sure there's, like, poutine pizza and other disgusting things. Why you gotta Why you gotta ruin pizza for me? And the good thing of the week. I, listen, there's nothing that can ruin pizza for me. You can put, except for pineapple, put whatever you want on pizza. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. What are, you, are you a Hawaiian pizza fan? No, I'm not. So I'm I'm with you on this. Yeah, I uh, can't get behind that, and I can't endorse it. But what I can say is, I endorse Lady Gaga for this good thing of the week. And I think this is actually going to be one of our shorter episodes. But Jihan, while we're while we're still on the waves, what do you want to tell the people at home? Don't eat pizza with pineapples on it. That's not pizza. Thank you. I've never been more in agreement with you than I am right now. It's fair. It's one of the best foods known to man. So many cool toppings. What is the best? What is the best pizza topping? Uh, like just one or power power rank a couple of them for me. Okay, you got you got to have uh you got to have peppers on there. Okay, I like that. I'm uh I'm a fan of I'm a fan of uh, vegetables on my pizza too. Just generally, so like bell peppers, spinach, okay. Um, spinach, okay, interesting. Yeah, mushrooms. My mm-hmm. ideal pizza would probably be mushroom, pepper, chicken. Okay, mushroom, pepper, and chicken. I like that. Do you have a go-to spot in Seattle? I just actually had pizza for the first time here from Pagliacci's Pizza, and it was uh, surprisingly good for West Coast pizza. Nice. All right. Well, yeah, for me, Chicago. I'm in love with the deep dish. I know a lot of people don't consider it actual pizza. That's fine. They're Those- wrong. Just accept different kinds of pizza. It's like it's fine. literally what deep dish pizza is. You just took one piece, one slice of pizza and stacked a se- second slice of pizza on top of it. That's, and that's it. A-okay. That's a-okay. It's a pizza sandwich. It's delicious. Anyway, I'm a big fan of the meats. So you want to go sausage. You want to go pepperoni. And then obviously some peppers are really good. And a, a key ingredient I actually really like, like fresh tomatoes. It adds, oh, more, nice. it adds more zest to the sauce that's already in there. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Um, but no pineapple and like, I don't need like other regions, like ham, other things like that. Get the fuck away from me. It's not worth it. All right. And Gian, tell them what we do. Tell them that every week. Well, every week we try to remind them not to eat pineapple pizza, but otherwise we just want to remind them to hate, 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 hate. Good night, America.